Welcome to Dear Younger Me, a podcast created to help you find healing, whatever that looks like for you. My name is Whitney, and I am your host. Today's episode is called Dear Younger Me, Learn to Take Up Space. Growing up, I was always the kid that shied away from conflict. Most of the time, it was because I was forced to. But in my childhood home, if someone had a differing opinion that was not the majority opinion of the family or household, it was not accepted. I was called names throughout my childhood that made me feel less than when I didn't know how to do something, didn't do something very well, or did not agree with the majority. Handicapped was the one I remember the most. And while it probably started as a joke, it did not feel like a joke as I grew up and kind of internalized that insult. My opinions were not valued because I was not an adult. But even when I became an adult, they still weren't around these particular people. So it truly had nothing to do with that. It felt like it had everything to do with me. At a young age, I learned that I would have to keep quiet in order to feel comfortable. But the fact of the matter was, I was not comfortable. I wanted so many times to speak up and say how I felt. But when I did, I remember why I didn't. I grew up around a lot of people that had the same opinions, and they only hung out with people with those opinions. So it made it really hard to be different. And I'm not talking about just politics and religion, because I believe that people are so much more than a box that society tries to desperately put people in. But it was the foundation of who these people were. If you didn't live your life the way they did, vote the way they did, go to church at the same place they did, spend your money the way they did, you were doing it wrong. You were ignorant. You were less than. You were below the standard. You were going to fail. And most importantly, you needed to change in order to be accepted. But the truth was, there wasn't anything you could really ever do to be accepted. You could try to fit into all their little boxes and still never be enough. So for years, I'd show up for these people just shutting my mouth and nodding my head or sometimes even just walking away so I did not have to be in the middle of another heated debate I didn't want to be in. I loved people, whoever they were, whatever they stood for. I had morals, I had values, but the truth is I loved Jesus, and that always had way more of an impact on me than anything else. Jesus wasn't a political person. He didn't choose people based on their finances, their political agenda, or even their morality. He chose people that were the opposite of all of that. He chose the outcast. And when I got to a certain age, when I started to have to speak up for myself, it felt odd, like I was doing something wrong, like I was being a bad person or mean. And I've talked about this in previous episodes about boundaries and how when you start to stand up for yourself and enforce boundaries, it does feel weird because you've been like walking on eggshells for so long that standing up and being like, I'm a person, here's what I think. You don't have to agree with it, but like, here's what I think. And just creating that space for yourself feels really weird when you've shied away from that role for so long. But that's the thing about taking up space. The people that benefit from you having no space, no boundaries, are the ones that are the problem. They are the ones that are not emotionally healthy and they thrive crossing other people's boundaries hurting other people because they're hurting. You know the saying, hurt people, hurt people? This is a classic case of that. And a question I feel like always comes up in childhood trauma is, how can you forgive them? 
How can you see the bigger picture? And the truth is, it's really hard. But when you truly understand that this person is functioning this way because of unresolved trauma and hurt from their own past, you start to feel a little bit more compassion for them. I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form this makes this person's actions okay because it does not. But it does help you to be intentional about boundaries, about how you communicate with these kind of people, about how you show up around these kind of people if you do it all. It helps create a foundation for the beginning stages of boundaries because you know now that this person is incapable of showing up in certain ways and you can help yourself by knowing that ahead of time so that you can limit your expectations for that person. To give a little bit of context before I start going into learning to take up space truly and how that has looked in my life, I want to start by saying I actually grew up around a family that was not my own. So my biological father passed away when I was 14, but before that, he wasn't really a part of my life. My mom met my sister's dad, And when I was four years old, I met him and we moved in with him. He was the closest thing to a father figure I've ever had. And I spent my life with his family and they were very different from me. They weren't really in touch with their emotions. They they didn't say, I love you. They didn't say how they felt. Um, They were very angry people. They're very negative people. And it can be really hard sometimes to feel like there is even room for you in those kind of environments with those kind of people in it because they're making themselves appear so big and their opinions are so big and just dominating relationships that when you have a different opinion or different feelings or different values, you feel like you need to shrink yourself in order to be in a room with these kind of people. And that's kind of where I want to transition into what you can do to learn how to take up space. I think the first thing is to realize that if you have had a childhood or just a life in general where you have been overly accommodating, you've been that like people pleaser kind of person and you have had tendencies where you're in situations and you shrink yourself down, whether that's with family or friends or whoever, just understanding that taking up space is incredibly important. Before I talk about the tips that I'm going to give for taking up space, I think it's also important to address if you have ever felt guilty for taking up space because I feel like a lot of people have a misconception that if you're taking up space, you know, that's limiting others in their space and that is not true. Taking up space truly just means that you are showing yourself that you're worthy of the space that you occupy. And you might have hesitations from past conversations or comments where when you took up space or tried to take up space by saying how you feel or trying to be seen that you were considered arrogant or annoying or obnoxious. And I think just realizing that those things are lies and that they're not the truth will help you before you start working on the tips for taking up space. So the first one is just about creating a list of your needs and wants. We all have different needs and wants. They're very unique to individuals, but making this list will give you a lot of clarity on 
what matters to you. And I think just when you take the time to recognize and identify your needs, you're able to, you know, make decisions and prioritize things in life that ultimately create a life that aligns with your personal values and your goals. The next one is just making a conscious effort to be present and aware of your emotions and your feelings. In order to connect with ourselves and others, we do have to make a conscious effort to be present, to be aware of what we're feeling and why. And that kind of leads into the third tip, which is advocating for yourself and setting necessary boundaries. You can't really advocate for yourself if you don't know what your priorities are, your values, your morals, how you're feeling. You need to be pretty in touch with yourself to advocate for those things. I think that knowing that about yourself, your emotions and your feelings and the why behind it is really important in advocating for yourself because it gives you a confidence that you don't really have when you're not in touch with your emotions. You're able to say yes to the things you want to say yes for that align with you and your values. And you're able to say no easier to the things that don't align with you and your values. The fourth tip is learning how to be assertive. I think a lot of people feel like assertiveness is a bad thing. Um, It's aggressive. It's mean. But it really is the opposite. A lot of times when someone's being assertive and it's a healthy kind of assertive, um, they're being calm, they're composed, they're not letting things, you know, rock the boat too much with their emotions. They have a very stable, steady mental state at the time. And being assertive is just really important when it comes to boundaries because as I said in previous episodes, regarding boundaries, you are going to be the one to enforce your own boundaries. No one's going to be able to do that for you. And learning how to be assertive is just going to be a piece of that puzzle that you're going to have to learn how to master. Tip number five is just actually finding ways to express yourself, whatever that looks like for you, Um, whether it's art, music, writing. These things can just help you really get in tune with how you're feeling, your emotions, things like that that can just be really helpful when learning about yourself and building that confidence in yourself so that you can take up space. And then the last tip I have is just taking up physical space, whether that means going for a walk around your block or going to the store or going shopping. Like you have a right to be anywhere and everywhere, just like anybody else does. I just feel like a lot of people that had experienced childhood trauma where your needs weren't met or heard or seen, you do probably experience social anxiety because you had to shrink yourself and you're very aware of that. You're very aware that you don't want to be seen or heard because that will invoke conflict. So just recognizing that and knowing that exposure therapy, putting yourself in situations that used to be dangerous and aren't anymore and realizing that you are safe now. It is okay. You know, most people are really kind and nice and you don't need to be worried about being yelled at or being a burden or anything like that. So my biggest advice in that department is just getting yourself out there. Go for a walk, go for a run in public because you are allowed to be wherever you are. And 
You know, no one's going to make you feel bad about that anymore. One of my favorite writers has a quote about space. Um, her name's Bianca Sparacino. She has an Instagram and goes by Rambo Salt, if you've ever heard of her. But the quote goes, you're allowed to take up space. Own who you are and what you want for yourself. Stop downplaying the things you care about, the hopes you have. Own your passions, your thoughts, your perceptions. Own your fire. Stop putting your worth in the hands of others. Stop letting them decide your value. Own saying no, saying yes. Own your mood, your feelings. Own your plans, your path, your success. I just think that's a really powerful quote for anyone that has had issues in the past or right now taking up space. Just understanding that no one has the right or the authority to tell you who you are. I really like the part of that quote that says, stop putting your value in the hands of others because they didn't create you. The creator created you and he created you with intention and purpose. And if someone is trying to speak against that or make you feel bad about yourself or anything like that, just know that that is not of the Lord and that, you know, that person is probably far from the Lord, honestly. So just giving yourself that peace and knowing that you are created for a reason, you have purpose, you have value, even if this person or these people do not see it, that doesn't take away or invalidate your purpose. And honestly, like that is something that a lot of people with childhood trauma experience, just self-esteem issues from shrinking themselves so often and so much, just self-worth issues. And when you start working on those specific issues of self-esteem and self-worth, you'll start to recognize that you will get a confidence that you've never had before and that will help you be assertive and enforce boundaries and all of the things we've been talking about because something eventually clicks when you start working on yourself and just gaining this self-esteem and self-worth that you've never had before that used to be the reason why you shrink. Well, now it's the reason why you stand up for yourself so authentically and so strong is because you know what it's like to be on the opposite end and you know how valuable it is to stand your ground and how when you do, you attract exactly the right people that are meant to be in your life and the people that do care about you and love you so unconditionally. And yeah, so I will say that inner child work is something that's really important here because you definitely have to be able to learn how to kind of like reparent yourself in a way in this kind of season. Just be able to recognize that things that you might have been taught or things that might have been said by, you know, the elders in your family or your parents specifically were not true. It is really hard when you have to learn to reshape the things you believe to be true. Um, so we can talk about that in later episodes, but I think it is just really important to mention that here because it's something that kind of goes hand in hand with learning to take up space. And with that work just comes challenging negative thoughts, you know, challenging yourself when a thought comes up and being like, is this truth or is this something that I learned in my childhood? 
And I think challenging those thoughts can be really, really powerful because a lot of the time you will learn that what you are thinking in, you know, a moment of trigger or spiraling or panic attacks, like that thought is not true. Um, Using positive affirmations to challenge those negative thoughts, repeating them, giving yourself a new identity, giving yourself space to be who you are and own that and embrace that. One of the last things I want to touch on as we wrap up the last couple minutes of this episode is just how lonely it can be when you learn to take up space. Similar to boundaries, because boundaries and learning to take up space, they're just hand in hand. They are just intertwined. When you learn to take up space, the people that benefited from you shrinking, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, they're going to be the ones that are going to be highlighted in these moments. And you're going to realize, hey, do I really want this person in my life? You know, they're not supporting me. They don't respect me. They don't lift me up. They're not positive. You know, their love is conditional. I'm not even myself around them. These are the questions I actually had to ask myself you know, throughout high school and college. And and eventually I had to let these people go, sadly. And that's the hard part of growth, guys. Like it is a very lonely road at times. And I'm not saying that you're never going to find people. It's not going to be lonely forever. But at first it is because you're learning to stand up for yourself. You're learning to take up space. You're learning boundaries. You're learning all of these things that are going to lead you to healing. And it's amazing but you're also learning that not everybody is meant to be in your life. And, you know, younger you didn't have a say in who was necessarily in your life, but now you do. Now you get to say, is this person aligning with my values and my beliefs? You know, do they truly care about me? Is their love conditional? Do they make me feel good about myself? Are they a positive force in my life? And if they're not, maybe it's time to let them go so you can make space for the people that are. The people that are going to grow with you, the people that are going to encourage you, the people that are going to make you more like Jesus Christ. One of the reasons I remember telling my therapist that this process was really difficult, cutting people off that weren't serving me anymore while I was learning to take up space and force boundaries prioritize myself and my new life over my old self and my old life was just the grief that comes with knowing that some of these people will never get help. They'll never become self-aware enough to go get their own help and heal their own past and their own traumas so that they can have better relationships with others and themselves. And then the other piece is just the grief that comes with you know, them never knowing the true you, they never got to experience, you know, all the love and care that you have to give others and your creative self and just you as a whole, you know, they were too busy um, taking up all the space to where you feel like you had to shrink and all of that. Um, So just, I think the most important part about all of this is knowing that this is a really hard thing to do and giving yourself grace while reflecting and processing 
and knowing that it's okay to be upset, that it's okay to grieve what was, um, what is, and what will never be. To wrap up the episode, I'm going to end with a quote about self-love by SRW Poetry. Self-love doesn't always mean liking what you see in the mirror. Often, it's a quiet thing, soft but certain, a gentle rebellion. It's the day you wake up and realize you've stopped apologizing for the space you take up. It's removing yourself from the people who make you feel like you're less than enough. It's knowing your worth on the days when nobody else sees it. It's standing up for yourself when nobody else does. But there will be days when you don't, days when you can't. And on those days, it's forgiving yourself. It's trying again and again and again. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dear Younger Me. If you like what you're listening to, leave a review or a rating and tell your friends and family. You can also follow us on Instagram at Dear Younger Me Podcast underscore. I love you guys so much. We'll see you next time.